in to a great family friend, Shani. Shani, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everybody what it is that you do? Hi, um, my name is Shani, as you know, and I am um, I'm a poet, and my poetry is based on mental health awareness, um, and I'm also a mammal free. Amazing three people. <laughs> Amazing, by the way. Okay, so um, when I was starting this mini-series um, of the process of creating, um, I thought, you know, I want to speak to a wide range of creatives and non-creatives to get people really to understand that everyone is creative and creativity does help the soul. And yeah, so Shani has been doing poetry for about a couple of years now, I believe. Maybe yeah, about three years. I did used to do it when I was younger in school, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't really, um, you know, sometimes when you're younger, you don't really see your gift. Yeah. You know, so I used to love doing English, English literature, stuff like that, poetry, story writing. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really look at it until I just enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started doing my poetry properly for about about three years now. Yeah. I've been writing. Oh. So yeah. you, 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 you fell back in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, always had a love for it, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah and then I just thought you know what let me give this a go and then it just all came flooding back oh wow okay then so before we get into your process of how you get to write why you started to write Uh um would you like to tell our listeners and me one thing that I wouldn't guess about you um once I'm a qualified barber yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. What made you start doing that? Um, well, I I worked in um, travel and tourism for 15 years. I worked for a hotel um, and I got made redundant. And I thought, when I got made redundant, I thought I'm going to take a break, mm-hmm. take a year out and study. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to do hairdressing. And then um, I had a conversation and um, my sister just said to me, why don't you just try barbering? I thought, I'll give it a go. Loved it, fell in love straight away. Yeah. And um, yeah, so now I'm qualified and I'm going back September to do my final level in it. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah. so you can like, you can cut like all the funky styles. <gasps> I know who I'm coming to when I need to, <laughs> when I finally I'm done with this whole yeah come, come along come along come oh, along wow that is amazing yeah. yeah i'm loving it to be fair like um this quarantine i i was forced by forced by fire to do my own braids okay i appreciate those women at the hair salons i really do I it's because, long. oh my days my arms my fingers yeah yeah anybody that knows how to do hair i commend you you are yeah. a hero <laughs> okay then so um you say that you always used to love to write when you were Uh younger you loved english lit um so what does it mean to you now that you've um gone back into being a poet um 100 what does it mean to be creative and what does it mean to be a poet to you um i find it um for me it's a, my release, <laughs> you know, it's my release. So I can put all, everything that's in my head, I can get it, get it out on paper. Doing the poetry side of it, 
Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it blends in with I've always been a lover of music, mm-hmm. so it's it for me. It's able to combine the two, and and come up with my own creation. Right. So that yeah, that 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 is what it means to me. Combine combining my music, my love for music, mm-hmm. and um, the love I have for English English writing and bringing the two together. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's 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 beautiful. That's really beautiful, and you 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 hear it in your poems. So like, um, give us give us a snippet. Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Putting you on the spot, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! I have to get. I'm gonna have to go to my book. Can I? I'll do one at the end. Can okay. I do one at the yeah. end, and then I can have a little look. All right, then. <laughs> my favourites. Okay, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, with being, being a poet, some usually people always think there's myths with creatives. Like sometimes it's we're batshit crazy. Yeah. Sometimes it's we are self-centered. You know, there's there's di- different little myths that really and truly they don't they're not real when it comes to yeah because as a as a creative you are just an extension of society you 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 are a mirror so what are some of the myths you've come across with in the last three years being a poet how and you say you you talk about mental health so how are you kind of myth busting some of some of the stigmas and everything else surrounding your theme i think that you know they always say that is art you know this artistic expression Mm. and and these terminologies. I just think everybody's creative in their own way. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has a gift, you know, and everybody has things that they love. Mm-hmm. You know, a scientist like science and an artist likes to draw. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that in all of us, there's a little space back there in our brain mm-hmm. that has this space for us to use our ideas. I don't think you have to be an artist to be creative. I think anyone can in in any way they feel to, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think it's just the way people look at art these days Mm -hmm. um, and how they break it down. But I think everybody has that creative spark to them. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's a blessing in a way. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. And I think everybody should tune in to that, to that little spark. It it, it saves lives as well, I can. <laughs> I can personally attune to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you said you speak about mental health in within your within your work. Mm-hmm. What compelled you to to really dive into that subject? Because it's, it's very it's very big and it's very it's, it's a very um, what's the word? It's 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 one of those subjects that within our our um, race, shall I say? Yeah. And um, you're 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 Jamaican by descent. Yeah, um, I'm I'm Zimbabwean. We, uh, I don't know. In our culture, we don't really speak about mental health. It's kind of like you've got it's that one crazy people. auntie, and everybody judges them. But yeah. nobody really ever taps into why they yeah. do all of that. So, what made you feel like you know what? No, I'm gonna stop this. I'm gonna put a face to it. I'm gonna put a, a voice to it. Uh-huh. What made you say that? Well. About five years ago, mm-hmm. I'd say about five now, I just started not to feel right myself. Didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. but I knew I was really, now I know it's it's 
called um, anxious. I was really anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through a few health issues, um, which caused me to have depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, I, I did go to the doctors about it. And then I went to have some counseling. And while I was at the counseling, the counselor actually told me, you, you know, you've actually got um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know like what so about 15 years ago I had a traumatic event didn't mm-hmm. realize 15 years later it was just gonna come and basically turn my life apart mm-hmm. um so I I had to have about 18 sessions of therapy while I was doing my therapy my therapist told me to write a diary about how I was feeling every day so I started mm-hmm. doing this writing 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 and then ever so often I would go back and read I like read what I've written Mm-hmm. and I just thought to myself oh my gosh this is just making me feel worse I can't believe I'm this bad mm-hmm. it's making me feel like I was going into a hole deeper and deeper mm-hmm. so I said to my therapist this writing thing ain't good for me because I can't believe how bad I actually am when I'm putting my thoughts and feelings out mm-hmm. so I started writing um, I started writing poetry instead of writing a diary and that's mm-hmm. how it started that's, that's, that's how the poetry story began in my life. In your life. And yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And I found it just a bit more easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I could express myself in different ways through it. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking back and reading it, it didn't feel as bad as when I was writing my day-to-day diary. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it, it's it's... So you would say that even though it is based around your experiences, you've kind of taken yourself out of it. So you're kind of, how would you say, how would you describe your poems? Are they? Um, well, do you know what? I First of all, I started just writing about like my mental health. Mm-hmm. And then growing through that, people started asking me to do events and stuff. Mm-hmm. They would ask me to write something based on their event. Mm-hmm. So that was able to to open it open up the door wider for me. Right. Yeah. So I've done a few events, um, like the Windrush. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some Windrush poetry. Mm-hmm. I've also done some um, for some charity, different charities. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just written about different things. Um, yeah, that's it really. So it's, it's broadened my horizon to. To tip my toe into different ponds. Different ponds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But with the same kind of end goal of bringing awareness. It's all about bringing awareness. Yeah. I just thought when I started writing, mm-hmm. um, my first, I, I started writing, I didn't tell nobody. And then I went to an open mic night yeah. um, with my partner and thought, okay, I'm right, doing all this writing. Maybe I should just go and do 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 a night and I found the open mic night which was actually um it was mind were doing a mental health um open mic thing and I went down there mm-hmm. and I um done my poem and the feedback was amazing yeah. like I was just like I felt a bit like like it was a bit too much I felt really overwhelmed everyone was coming and talking to me mm-hmm. and like you know uh, I, I suffer with this, I suffer with that, and so, and, you know, you're, you're 
poetry explained it really well mm-hmm. and you know and I was like okay maybe I might be a bit good at this then <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I should carry on yeah I'm always doubting myself anyway but I thought maybe uh-huh. this, this is something that can happen Sean yeah. and then I started to do a bit more started to put up a couple of videos and the feedback I get all the time mm-hmm. even with people that I know didn't I didn't know that they were suffering with, with mental health mm-hmm. and they've come forward or message me and be like you know this this is happening to me and I'm like oh my god I didn't know and then we have these conversations and it's like it's it's like a community within a community mm-hmm. you know there's like a community community of people like you see every day and you just didn't know that they were going through the same thing as you so it's just opened up so much to me mm-hmm. um and I refuse to be quiet about it. I've always been this um, a lively person, you know, mm-hmm. outgoing. And it came to a point where I was shutting myself away. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder if people think this about me or think that about me. I wonder if they think that I'm going crazy. And I thought, well, no, you know, this isn't um, any, I can't do nothing about this. It's no mm-hmm. different than me breaking my arm. Exactly. You know, it's just something you can't see. Mm-hmm. It is a mental illness. My brain's not well, mm-hmm. and there's ways that I can get medicine to fix it. Yeah, it's a process. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So I was just really open with my mum mm-hmm. about it, um, and just open with my family first. Like this is happening to me, mm-hmm. and everyone was just like, you know what, we got your back. Yeah. Don't worry about anything. And, you know, this is when you find out who's close to you from who ain't. Yeah. Who's on your train from who isn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, And luckily, everybody has stood by me through it, which has been amazing. That's really good. Because I've been, been like, ever since doing this podcast, I've been reading different things to do with creatives and how creatives have been viewed throughout the centuries. And um, Plato, I believe, he wrote the book, um, The Republic. And within that, he absolutely loathes poets because he believes poets are liars who basically don't really tell the truth. They 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 shape um a, they shape the past for the future. Yeah. And throughout history, people have then always tried to either agree or disagree with that statement. And yeah. as I'm going through all these readings, I'm starting to believe actually no, we need poets. We need people who say yeah, who who read who who like I said who look at society they look at themselves they look at others they look at everything and then they put it down in a way Mm -hmm. to make make the rest of the world understand you know like a poem of three stanzas can literally change the life of a thousand people than a politician who stands in front of a podium just telling you I'm going to do this I'm going to do this I'm going to do this you know just sharing a little bit of yourself can really help more people than you know promising fairy tales myths and legends is what i i was watching um a video the other day of maya angelou doing Mm -hmm. uh, a poet about um it was about a smile about this woman Mm -hmm. who on the bus picks up her bags and she's got this smile on her face and she goes on into the poem and basically talking about this woman's pain Mm -hmm. but yet she smiles Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I was literally in tears because I thought, you know what? This 
this is like everybody. I, I can see myself in this poem. Mm. I can see exactly what she's talking about when it comes to you know a woman. No matter what's going on, we wear the smile. Mm. You know, and I just thought to myself how she was able to express it in the way she did. Mm. You know, it, it just took me back. I was like speechless. Yeah. You know, so it's all about telling the story. But, you know, when you're doing poetry, you can tell the story, mm. tell it in a way that everybody can understand. Yeah. Like, I've always been a bit funny about it because I talk very street and my vocabulary isn't very wide. Mm. I always doubted myself, like, I don't know these big words and Mm. are people going to get it or am I talking a bit too road, you know? But when I do do it, everyone's like, no, it was amazing. I completely get it. Yeah. You know, I feel the emotion. So they're definitely, definitely needed. Yeah. You, 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 without, without you even trying, you become the voice of a lot of, I mean, you're black, I'm black. You become, you become the voice of a lot of black women, especially in England. Yeah. Where, you know, as much as, you know, I love, I love being in this country and I'm grateful to be in this country. Yeah. We always have to be strong. Always. Whereas, and you know, you have to be strong for yourself, strong for your family, yeah. strong for your fa- friends, strong for your, for your man. Yeah. And it's like, there comes a point where it's like, but I'm not strong. I'm not a strong person. Yeah. You know? And you you really see, and you really hear that in your your poetry. That there is, you are vulnerable and it's okay to be vulnerable. And it's okay to sometimes say, I can't handle this load. Yeah. And I'm not alone in this. You're not alone in this. And we can find strength within it together rather than just being a lone wolf all the time and yeah. you end up breaking your back and you're, yeah. you're far worse than when you started do you know what I mean so I really did appreciate that about your work yeah you know, it, it does I think that needs to come across because when I when I sit back and think about you know my story mm-hmm. sometimes I just think to myself Shawnee how, how do you do it how did you do it mm-hmm. you know it's a lot um, it's, it, the the scary thing about it is that people assume that you can take on the pressure. Mm. You know, you go to work, they assume that you're fine. Mm-hmm. You go to the doctor, they brush it off like, oh, it's probably just this. It's mm-hmm. probably just that. Thinking whatever it is, you can just deal with. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, it's quite scary. You know, sometimes you put your, your, your life you put your life in the hands of certain people mm-hmm. and because of how you look mm-hmm. they think you can just manage these loads yeah you know and um yeah we carry as black women in england we carry a lot mm. we, we carry a lot we really do we really yeah do. but we've got each other you we know, do and that that's 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 the best part of it all like, yeah you're, you're never alone no so no. Currently, Shani, what are you reading? Are you reading anything? Are you watching anything fun? I know we're in quarantine, so uh you know. At the moment, um, other than Netflix, you know <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of um been listening to a lot of Budju Banton. Yes. A lot of his interviews. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of listening on his philosophies mm-hmm. um, and actually through listening to him I started to um, read into um, the Gospel of Thomas okay um, which are the lost scriptures that are not in the Bible mm-hmm. so I've been doing a lot of reading into that mm-hmm. um, and I've been watching a lot of Lady Gaga interviews and listening to her music yeah um also um there's a um pianist called alexis french okay he's a black pianist amazing i listen to his album every morning mm-hmm. it's the most soothing and just you know takes you away from everything that's going on right now right oh, um, yeah yeah um i've been listening to a lot of a lot of his work but yeah um that's about it really yeah yeah how is that how is that helping you creatively so is it that's that's like a wide range because you've got yeah. in gaga you've got <laughs> in alexis and then you've got like you know i listen so... to you because he just keeps you grounded yeah like from our culture mm-hmm. you need to have somebody that's just going to keep you grounded mm-hmm. you know doesn't get caught up in everything that's going on right around now mm-hmm. um you know the, the the rastafarian way of thinking and the and the beliefs mm-hmm. kind of puts your mind at rest when it comes to certain things mm-hmm. um, lady gaga is because i just admire how far she's come dealing with her mental health mm-hmm. um and being ill mm-hmm. um getting through that and still reaching her goals all the time like mm-hmm. she's amazing and you see her act and you see her sing but what's going on behind closed doors mm. i just admire her strength mm. everything that she i like the thing is i wasn't even a fan of hers until i watched the star is born mm-hmm. and i watched that i just thought to myself my god she's an amazing actress yeah and I looking into her more watching her documentaries and i was just like oh my gosh like how yeah. do you do it um and with um Alexis French I just found you know sometimes you just come across things like I would never ever listen to classical music right didn't even no not for me mm-hmm. and then um I seen an advert of I heard this music playing and I think it was online and I just happened to look and I just seen this black man at a piano and I was just like oh my gosh yeah not what I was expecting to see no and then with that i just went straight straight online started looking him up mm-hmm. um and that's it i've just been addicted ever since yeah 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 usually my, my, some of my my weird crazes in music are because youtube has kind of suggested it yeah i think i know I'm so far deep into their discography that i'm just like oh snap <laughs> yeah okay. yeah add that to the spotify playlist <laughs> i just like to see um when you for me if i see um anything to do with a black man that's showing positivity mm. progress is not these are not things that we see every day they're not putting it out there Mm-mm. so when i see it i take note mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah i'm always yeah. taking note if i'm hearing someone talking and i'm thinking wow who's that you know and turn and look and i'm just like okay i'll make a note of who that person is and i always come home and look into them read mm-hmm. about them and, and find out what they're doing you know but mm-hmm. this guy is just amazing like his his music 
it's just I try and spread the word about him because I just don't think he gets enough recognition but he is absolutely amazing and what I notice I can put it on and the kids would just be calm <laughs> turn it off I'll have it on blasting out in the house and nobody doesn't say oh mum turn it down or I don't get none of that so I know he's doing a good thing in my house in your household yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Anything to calm children down, yeah, is 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 a gift from God. That's yeah. what I have to say. Okay, so um, tech. So in 2020, uh-huh. all creatives, everybody, even non, we've all kind of found ourselves having to rely on technology for everything. Yeah. Um, but like you, you you've spoken about your mental health and um, uh-huh. everything else. How have you found? trying to get your um word out yeah technology how has that spared i know you spoke about the positives of you know people sharing their stories with you yeah but is there another side to it and how do you then deal with that i know a lot of critics love to have twitter fingers keyboard warriors yeah but how do you then you know be like okay that's a hurdle how do you jump over it do you jump over it or do you just like now nah, we can deal with that i think you've got to kind of come to a place where you know what's good for you mm-hmm. and don't worry about other people when it comes to to things like social media mm-hmm. i'm on i'm on most platforms i don't mm-hmm. really use twitter because i just think it's just too much too much going on <laughs> <laughs> too much going on mm. um i like to use my instagram because you're in control of that a lot more what mm-hmm. you put up there and you know what, you can limit what audience you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, with my Facebook, I, 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 since since the beginning of 2020, I wasn't really posting that much because I was studying the whole COVID thing from about September. Mm. So I'm just watching it thinking, this thing's reaching out. <laughs> I know it's Why didn't you warn us, Johnny? Listen, I was saying to everyone, this thing is coming. <laughs> you know, and before that, I had actually taken myself off of um, social media. Mm. It's only because of COVID why I went back onto Facebook. Mm, mm. Um, I took myself off for a little bit, went back on, and everyone... And the thing is, that's when I got people asking me, like, ain't you going to do no poetry? Ain't you doing no poetry, Sharnik? And I was just like, you know what? At the moment, it's too much emotion for me to try Mm. and write anything. Mm. I'm so consumed with anxiety. Mm. I've properly got writer's block right now. Mm -hmm. That's can't come into mind, apart from fear, because I don't know what's going on. Mm. Um, And then I put a couple of of posts out. I didn't do poetry. Mm. I was speaking more about mental health and how... I was feeling throughout COVID mm-hmm. and then a lot of people were getting back to me saying you know they feel the same way you know and, and stuff like that I just think you've got to know what's good for you mm-hmm. the thing is social media is something that you control mm-hmm. you know so if you know that is making you feel a certain kind of way you have to have the power within yourself to say you know what I'm taking it off of my phone mm. Mm. So I'm out and about I'm looking at it the only time I can look at it I have to literally come in my house switch on the laptop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have that kind of power over it for it not to not to affect you 100% you have to 
yeah you know I, I fully get that because at the st- like I you could have called me a social social media addict yeah at some point because I was on everything I was on Facebook actually I stopped Facebook because I've got something against Mark Zuckerberg and then I found out he owns Instagram and I was like oh, okay still but I was like Instagram Twitter even Snapchat I was on everything basically yeah and then you get to a point where when you're seeing everybody else especially in your own age group or younger doing far better than what you're doing you yeah. get you get in your feelings and then I got and I was like you know what no I'm running my own race yes exactly I can't I can't keep giving myself anxiety anxiety and depression because I'm not where they are I don't know what they're going through I don't know how they're sleeping at night I'm only I only know what they're choosing to show me so I'm not so yeah I did what you did I, I took myself off it completely yeah. and then halfway through this whole pandemic when I've realized oh snap I might not be able to go back to work anytime soon I was yeah. like okay let me do something creative and let me use social as a tool mm-hmm. to, pa- to pass on something positive rather than you know just being a little peeping tom into other people's lives yeah because that and you're right social media is something we control i think people forget yeah that it's, it's something that we control we yeah. choose to have it so yeah and also what we don't seem to realize what we're doing to ourselves as well when it comes to social media mm. you're on facebook you're flicking you're flicking up you're flicking up you're flicking up there's mm. all different types of videos mm. so one video can make you happy one mm-hmm. video can make you sad one mm-hmm. video can be shocking one video can make you you know make you cry mm-hmm. and you've just looked at four or five or put your bo- your body through four or five different emotions in the space of 10 minutes yeah it's not good for you yeah it's not your body don't even know how to feel mm. You know, and also as well, you'll get up in the morning, you'll mm-hmm. watch something that's really, really bad. Mm-hmm. You've now brought that energy into your morning. Yeah. You know, because you're going to work, you now feel a certain way. Mm. Now you've got to go for the rest of the day because the first thing in the morning, you've decided to look on social media and that's what you don't get to choose to see what mm-hmm. you're going to see. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, 100%. I try my best when I get up in the morning now, don't pick up my phone, leave it at hour or two mm-hmm. before I look at anything. Yeah. That's that's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I lately, I, I've, I've, I've adopted the routine that I wake up, um, I make myself a herbal tea. Yeah. And a coffee as well, because, listen. <laughs> I, I <need> <laughs> and whilst I'm doing that I'll either listen to like positive songs or I'll listen to like some gospel yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to train my brain into knowing that no matter what I've got I've got some po- I need to have a positive mindset and yeah. because I'm Christian I need I've got God on my side mm-hmm. so that, that's that's how because it gets to the point where you're right you, you're waking up and you're going on on, on Instagram or Twitter's another one like yeah. you will flick through it like you said it is busy and yeah. in the space of like five minutes you will see countless videos about police brutality countless videos like right now it's all about um the explosion in lebanon um, yeah. Yemen. you'll see a funny video that will literally make you cry with laughter and then yeah. at the end of it you're, you're waking up and you're already tired 
Yes. But I went to bed on time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why am I like? It, your body has gone. Like, your brain has gone through it all. Yeah. And it you don't your, your emotions. It, it, it just drains you. It, it drains you. Yeah. And like right now, especially with what's going on with like Black Lives Matter. Like, yeah. I had to take myself off that. Like, hashtag. I was just like, do you know what? It's it's it. People were now using it as a weapon. Like yeah. every two seconds, you're seeing a video. Yeah. And you're now getting desensitized to it because you're just like, well, you're showing me a video, but how is it going to change? Like, there's That's no solution. I don't, I don't think people realise, yeah, mm. how it affected people mentally. We're already in this closing thing. Mm, mm. And then if we're talking about the Black Lives Matter thing, and I was just like, hold on a minute. This was my view on it, and it took me a long... It was a long process of me to actually feel comfortable with the whole the whole movement mm, mm. first of all i was saying okay so black lives matter when you first think about it you don't think of a black woman Mm-mm. yeah and then i seen all these people putting up these posts putting up these posts and i was like where do we stand as women in this movement i don't mm. see no one talking about women mm. And it was really, really jarring my soul. Like, mm. at the end of the day, we are the next for these men. Yeah. We are the ones who carry these men. So why mm. are we not being spoken about? Whenever mm. you, you hear about anything, it's always to do with the men, the men, the men all the time. Mm. You know? And I was really fighting with myself about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If that was a woman that happened to, would we have the same response now? What are you saying with the whole Brianna Taylor? Like... Yeah. Who no, we been talking about that before? You know, mm. it's only now it's been brought to our attention. You know, mm. I was thinking to my, I, I, I had a fight with a lot of things with myself through that mm-hmm. whole, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, a lot of people went through a lot of um, a lot of um, conflicting emotions. Yeah. With themselves. Yeah. I did. I hated it. Mm. You know, I was just like, what is going on? Then I had to explain to my kids what was going on. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation. I knew it was happening with my youngest. I had to have the conversation with with mm-hmm. Billy about what was going on because she was seeing it all on TV, didn't really mm-hmm. understand what it was. And I had to one night like sit up in bed with her and have the conversation about what, what is this all about, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never thought in my lifetime I would need to do that. Yeah. Never thought I would need to actually sit down and have these kind of conversations with my kids, you know. Mm. You know, I had to had to, but she was really scared. Yeah. The other day we were at home and um looked out the window, police car pulled up mm-hmm. and she ran into the front room. I was like, What's the matter with you? She's like, Oh mum, I'm scared. I'm like, Why are you scared? Mm. You know? And then I thought, Oh my gosh, mm. all this has really affected her. Yeah. Like, as we can, why are you running like that? You yeah. know? But, yeah, it's all about reassurance. Yeah, we need to reassure. And, like, you're so right. Like, I, it, to think that our parents went through this and they thought they, they had made, you know, movements to change, only yeah. to come to find out really and truly, they, it's just like a bandage was put on top of it, a little plaster. And slowly but surely, we're starting to peel away, and the mess is still un- under that. And then, I've I've not got kids of my own, but my nephew and my nieces. I look at them, and I'm like, my nephew is already 
you know, in, he, we have to we had to explain to him way yeah. way younger because we had a whole situation where a neighbor tried tried it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? To use his blackness against him when he was about five. Okay. And then now it's like, okay, you're right. The black woman. Like when you're now looking at the numbers about how many black women are dying in hospital giving birth, yeah. or how many black women suffer from mental illness, PTSD, domestic violence, and it's like kind of pushed to the side. It's yeah. Like, at some point, yeah, we can all scream Black Lives Matter, and they do, but there's specific situations going on that mm-hmm. really need to be highlighted for us to all collectively say Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And, like yeah I yeah it's very conflicting right you you get to a point where you're warring with yourself you're warring with your people you're warring with with other people and it's just like you know what no no it's hard it is it's very very hard yeah (laughs) (laughs) right okay so um how have you continued so you you said you've kind of stopped with your writing because of everything that's going on but mm-hmm. are you are you trying to learn new skills within poetry are you you know thinking about doing like performance based poetry like how you keep if when if and when you do get back into like you know doing your poetry hardcore, mm-hmm. how are you going to keep it fresh i just be myself you know mm. i think what held me back a lot of the time of actually going out and doing things was like i always doubted myself and it and you know people think of poetry and think oh you have to speak a certain way mm-hmm. you have to use a certain type of dialect mm-hmm. so i always thought you know what maybe i'm not that good mm-hmm. you know? but mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of people that are out there that are just like me right that are just everyday people that love poetry you know mm-hmm. and people who talk like me and people who look like me mm-hmm. and people that get me so i don't need to change the mm-hmm. way i do what i'm doing Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I don't. I, I, I try my best not to try and look at how other pe- other people do it because mm-hmm. it makes me start doubting myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I don't know. It will come back in time. I think once because a lot of people, you know, they're asking me, "Am I going to be writing and stuff like that?" And they want it based around, you know, people ask like, well, "Have you done anything about COVID?" And da 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 da. No, I haven't. That's not what I want to write about. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that is not what I want to write about. Um, mm-hmm. At the moment, because of my thyroid, I do get a thing called brain fog, mm-hmm. where it's like I want to say a certain word, it won't come out. Mm-hmm. Or I want to go to do something, and my mind will just go blank. Mm-hmm. People around me understand, and they're just looking at me and waiting for it to come, and I'm looking at them, and they get it. But a lot of people wouldn't really really that, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. also with that with my poetry i cannot um read my poetry without having it in front of me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have to have it written out in front of me because my memory is just not happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but to keep things fresh i don't know i just know when the opportunity comes if somebody like my friend said to me you know he wants to do put something together with a couple of artists would I do some poetry I'm like yeah just just let me know when you want to do it mm-hmm. I don't usually write and then um put it down mm-hmm. if somebody comes to me and says oh we're doing this I like to write fresh like that that's yeah. how I get my inspiration okay. 
Yeah. And then I just add it to my catalogue. Mm-hmm. But I'm not one of those one of those writers that will write and put it down and yeah. sit in my garden and write something. No. no. I just need to be like, yeah, what, you interested in doing this? Yeah, I'll do it. And then I write something fresh mm-hmm. of how I'm feeling at that time. Right. If I was to write something now here, just that, no. Because there's <laughs> so much going on in the world. Yeah. I don't even know what direction to go in. Mm. You know? Mm. Um, and then yeah. I start overthinking. I don't want to do that. No. So usually it's just impulse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be just like, what I tend to do is, I notice I do, is I'll think of a line mm-hmm. and I'll take out my phone and write it down. Mm. And then maybe in four weeks' time, I think of something else and I write it down. Mm-hmm. And then those lines I use within a poem somewhere or I use it as my inspiration to write something. Mm-hmm that's how I kind of get my work my work together no that's that yeah that's that's beautiful yeah so you are a spontaneous right so you're about the moment yeah and I guess that that's what keeps it fresh and authentic yeah because it's not pre-planned it's not like something that you wrote three years ago that kind of makes sense now it's for that moment in that moment in that moment yeah no that's that's beautiful yeah um if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive who would you who would you have dinner with and why uh so i think first person would have to be my dad mm-hmm. he passed away when i was 15 mm-hmm. and i wasn't able to have a conversation with him before he passed it just didn't happen mm-hmm. um so to sit down and just have just one conversation with him mm-hmm. would just be like, you know, amazing. Yeah. That would be like, my that's my number one is to be able to have a conversation with my dad. Uh-huh. Second person I would have to say would be Lady Gaga again. Mm-hmm. Um, just to find out where that grit comes from. Right. So going. Yeah. Yeah, and then third person, I think, would have to be Anita Baker. Ah. Yeah, because her story writing in her music is just, it touches everybody's soul. Oh, it does. Oh, yes. Oh, it just touches. (laughs) (laughs) It just touches everybody's soul, no matter what she's writing about, Mm -hmm. you know, is when you find somebody that can resonate with everybody, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're amazing. Yeah. She can do that. And I she's always been my number one artist since I was about eight. Mm-hmm. And it's never changed. Like yeah. as an eight-year-old, and you think to myself, Oh my, you're listening, and you think, Oh my god, and you, she's giving me that stomach in my feeling when I'm eight. Mm. like you're an amazing woman and up to this day she's still my number one artist yeah you know so definitely def- and I've never been able to see her in concert oh. one person I've never been able to see you know my favourite 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 artist so yeah Anita Baker oh that's a that's a great dinner party yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Oh, gosh. Um, 
first thing I would tell my 18 year old self is try my best to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a black working mum mm. with three kids, being a single parent, mm. just get your advantage taken out from you, man. Mm. Like, people take advantage. Mm. They know your struggle, they know your fight, mm-hmm. and they know what you would do for your children. And when you're employed, mm-hmm. you know, and you're kind of in a situation where you know you've got to provide food on the table and people understand that, mm-hmm. they take advantage of you. Mm. So I would say try your best to be self-employed. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would tell myself is to find my voice. Find your voice. Mm. I think women are just too quiet in the world. Yeah. So find your voice and always speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is always. This might sound bad, but if you're gonna get into a relationship, mm-hmm. try and be in a relationship with somebody who loves you more, a little bit more than how you love them. Mm your love will grow when you see the love they give you Mm -hmm. but yeah that's what I would always say just try if you're gonna settle down with someone let it be with someone who loves you a little bit more than you love them Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so last couple I promise um so science has failed and you know doomsday is upon us covid is one yeah, and the only thing that's left when the aliens come down is books that explain who the person was, and you know, uh-huh. what would your book title be? You know, yeah. like how Michelle Barker was becoming, and what would your blurb? What would be the like three little lines at the back? How? Would, what would that be? Um, my, well, I, I, I'm already writing my book and putting all my poetry together title and I would always stick to this Mm. if I wasn't it would probably be the same thing anyway Uh the title of my book would be gun to my head Uh and it would be um, the the bit behind it would be the beginning of the rest Yeah. How ambiguous! Gosh, now I want to know the beginning of the rest of the what the world. Yeah, so universe, I love it. No, that's brilliant. The gun to my head would be um, the gun to my head was was the actual um, incident that happened fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. and it was the beginning of the rest of my life. Wow. So without that incident, my life would probably be a lot different to what it is now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what it would be. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, that, that's that's intense. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I want to read that book. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the first one on Amazon. Well, hopefully, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm getting it together. And let me know because I will buy it and I will read it and I'll give you a five stars on Amazon. <laughs> Trust me. Just on the title and the blur below. Yeah. <laughs> um, one word that you would say is your favorite word and kind of 
says your legacy like or what you try to install into your three beautiful daughters what yeah what would be that what would be that word um i would say the word is love Mm -hmm. um reason being is because everybody uses it Mm -hmm. it means a different thing to everybody Mm -hmm. nobody can't really explain it Mm -hmm. and it's just all about feeling Mm. And, and that would be my word love yeah oh that's beautiful yeah Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Shani, I want to thank you. Thank I, you. You have been the best one to talk. Don't tell everybody else I've spoken to, but I've loved this one. I really have. <laughs> like, no, you are an amazing person, and it shows within your daughters, it shows within your work. You are great, and yeah, yeah, like, keep going, keep creating. Yeah, this has been really, really nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, This poem is called um, Tracks of My Tears. I try not to blink as I feel the lump throat, the weight in my eyes are are heavy. The teardrop falls and the release comes through. The tracks of my tears are my pathway, my pathway to freedom, my release from hell. They used to say, why are you always crying? But they didn't know what suppressed me. The tracks of my tears are my strength, my victory, and my liberty. The tracks of my tears show my laughter, my pain, and my pain. Through my smile, foresee my pain, because the tracks of my tears won't live in vain. The dark circles around my eyes are the pond where my tears reside. Sometimes it's shallow, sometimes it's deep. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I weep. Sometimes I bellow, I want the heavens to hear. And I asked the one above to keep me near. My tracks remind me where I'm coming from. Remind me of the beginning to where I've reached. Remind me not to give up because I have a lot to teach. The burden that I carry, my tracks show me the weight that I bear. And like the footprints in the sand, I know he is always there. So take a good look at my face. My smile is now replaced. And erase my fears because now I live in the tracks of my tears the end (laughs) beautiful oh my gosh yeah yeah what made you want to write that because I just wanted to explain why I was crying all the time yeah (laughs) simple as that oh no and try and show like everyone like you know they always say that when you're um you're cry- when you cry it shows weakness isn't it i'm mm-hmm. like no when i cry is actually my strength yeah yeah so that's why that's why i wrote that one no that's that's a beautiful choice i love that one thank you yeah <laughs> thank you